Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome once again to Talking Real Money Daily. I'm Don McDonald. This is the podcast where we try to answer all of those nagging money questions. And today, that's all we're going to concentrate on. There isn't going to be any primary topic because the questions are piling up. So I have to answer some of them. So I'm going to answer a few of the typed in questions and a call today on the short daily podcast. 855-935-TALK is the number if you would like to call. 855-935-8255. Call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week with your question, and I will answer it on a future podcast. Just means you have to keep listening to future podcasts. So give me a call, 855-935-TALK. You can also send your questions in via our website, talkingrealmoney.com. And that's where our first question comes from, or from where our first question comes, in, and from someone who listens in Sparks, Nevada. He said, I just turned 35, and I think it's about time to start adding some bond funds to my 401k and IRA accounts. Should I sell some of my existing equity funds to buy the bond funds, or should I simply change my asset allocation to start buying bond funds with my new incoming contributions? I have a fairly high risk tolerance, and I'm 30 years out from retirement, so I was thinking 5% of new contributions for bonds. What you think? Thank you. You're welcome. What I think is bonds are going to lower your volatility a little bit. I don't know if this is the right time or not, but if it feels like the right time to you, go ahead and do it. But because you're 30 years out, I wouldn't mess around with my existing allocation. I would leave what is there there and just start rebalancing to the 95-5 portfolio, 95 equity, 5% bonds, and start and change your asset allocation going forward with new contributions. I don't think you need to do anything just yet. In a year or so, you, you're going to rebalance, which you should be doing about every year. And if the uh, stocks go down you may end up at 95.5 if they go up you're going to end up way over 95.5 you'll do a little rebalancing and at that point you'll get to the five but i don't think there's any need to hurry and you might want to take a uh, take our risk quiz and see truly what your risk tolerance is test yourself because sometimes we we tell ourselves we have a high or a low risk tolerance and then we discover otherwise now we're going to go to a call to that number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Hey, Don, uh, appreciate the show. Um, want to get your thoughts on something. If you have two different portfolios, one being 100% equities and the other being a mix of equities and long-term treasuries, um, and if you were to lever up the second portfolio, the one that's a mix of equities and long-term treasuries, so that it has the same standard deviation as 100% equities, but maybe it has a higher expected return. Uh, would, that be, would that be a sensible idea? Um, it's called risk parity investing. Um, it, 
basically is taking a portfolio with a higher sharp ratio and using leverage to um, get to an acceptable amount of volatility, such as with the same volatility as you'd have with 100% equities, but maybe um, having a higher um, expected return, uh, reason being because of the um, low correlation between long-term treasuries and equity. Um, all right, appreciate the help. Thanks a lot. Bye. Wow, that is a uh, one of the more sophisticated questions we've gotten on the podcast. Risk parity funds. We, we have talked about risk, risk parity funds before. And to my mind, you know, after 35 years in this business, it strikes me as just a lot of gimmickry. I can see some potential problems, too, with instead of just doing the right portfolio mix for your tolerance for volatility, the right amount of stocks to bonds, this game of adding more to long-term treasuries. One, long-term treasuries have a terrible risk-reward ratio. They don't, with their slightly higher returns, reward the much higher risk that goes with that huge time factor. There's a lot of risk when you go out 20 or 30 years in terms of volatility of principle. But a lot of prof professorial types are pushing this. But it's funny, most of those who are pushing it are pushing it to push a product. And I see a lot of these products, and I read a lot of the, uh, the, the papers behind them. But then I look at the reality, and that's where uh, reality is, is so the, the, this, it's bright light on these theories. And matter of fact, there are a couple of companies that have pitched us on using their products, their, their risk parity type products. There is a risk parity fund from AQR called the Multi-Asset Fund, and they borrow money. They do this leveraging. They, uh, they, they try to manage the risk, but the realities have been far different than the intent or the theory as a matter of fact, go look at AQRIX, the AQR Multi-Asset Fund. Fees are expensive. It has high expenses, and that's another problem with leverage. You've got the expense of the leverage. There are costs to leverage. It's called interest. And the reality of this fund, and that's what concerns me, these are all relatively young theories. They, they don't have a lot of real-world trial. And I don't want to be the guinea pig. So that, that's why that's why we've always said no. Plus, we believe really strongly that low fees, that low costs will improve your odds of success far more than some new theory. Uh, but look at the AQRIX. It, it returns over its short life, a little over five years, have been um, mediocre. They've the last five years for AQRIX, the return has been 4.5%. You know, I know it's a risk-reducing product, but 4.5% is pretty darn pathetic. Uh, Morningstar's benchmark is about 5.75% return over that same period on an annual basis. And then when you get into the risk thing, you're thinking, well, I'll take the 45 if my standard deviation is lower, but the five-year standard deviation, which is a measure of volatility on AQRIX, is 8.26% compared to 6.66% for Morningstar's moderate target, moderate, moderate risk target. 
And you got that with higher expenses. To me, it still smells of gimmickry. But, hey, I'm a long time changing. I, I still have some issues, some, not big issues, but tiny issues with ETFs. But I don't see why you need to do this when there are simple ways to reduce your volatility and still get decent returns. Just that risk-reward, the typical risk-reward trade-off without gimmicks. 855-935-TALK. That's our number, 855-935-8255. We're going to take another question that came in through TalkingRealMoney.com. And this is from Washington State. And the question is, the Dream Ahead Washington State 529 plan assesses an $8.75 quarterly management fee for their plan. Is this an excessive charge or typical for state 529 plans? It's typical for most state 529 plans, but we have a lot of issues with Washington's Dream Ahead plan, and one of them is that the fees are higher than they need to be. Uh, that 875 quarterly is $35 a year. And if you look at the Utah 529, their administrative expenses on $100,000 are $14 a year. On $50,000, they're $7 a year. A year. Fees are much lower. And we really like the Utah plan, and we don't get compensated in any way, shape, manner, or form for saying that. But uh, not a big, huge fan of the Washington State Dream Ahead plan. I don't think, I don't believe it's one of the better ones in the country. There are better in our opinion. So thanks for the note. I really appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number if you have a question. You know, I'm going to sneak another call in right now. I think we've still got time. I was trying to keep this under about 12 minutes, so I think we can do it. Yes, I was listening to your program a couple of weeks ago. Well, I listen to it quite whenever I can. But on that particular show, I was driving, and I heard, or thought I heard, that you said you should not have an annuity in an IRA. You were responding to somebody else's question, I think. Um, I believe I have an annuity in an IRA, um, but I wanted to find out first whether you said I should not. And then, of course, if I do, I want to know if I could do anything about it. But thank you very much. Great program. Keep it up. I hate and have always hated annuities inside any kind of qualified retirement account. I think it is irresponsible of whomever it might be uh, in this industry to sell anyone an annuity inside an IRA a 403b, a 401k, etc. Why? Because the fees are bloody high and the benefits are non-existent. In other words, there are no benefits. There are no benefits to having an, a, a, an annuity inside an IRA, none whatsoever. Annuities are tax deferred. Okay, that's a benefit, but wait, oh wait, IRAs, they're tax deferred. No benefit there. Let's see, um, what's the big benefit? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you die and your annuity is worth less than you originally put in it, your heirs will get the amount you originally put in. That's all. No gains. 
It's just sort of a tiny little death insurance policy for which you pay through the nose. The average annual expenses for annuities are somewhere in the 2 to 3% range per year. The average annual expenses for mutual funds are under 1% per year. And if you get good funds from somebody like Vanguard, they'll be under a quarter of a percent per year. The insurance industry in this country, and maybe worldwide, should be ashamed of their sales practices. They are horrible people if they put these products inside IRAs. If I knew someone who had an annuity inside of an IRA, I would tell them, even if there are surrender charges, to take the hit, to pay the surrender charges, to find a nice, cheap place to keep your money where it has the potential to grow, like Vanguard or Fidelity or whomever. We adore Vanguard just because their fees are so low. They've got good products. You can get great diversification. But I would not be in it. And and I got to tell you, if you're still working with the idiot who puts you in to this product, you should fire them immediately with prejudice. You should just get rid of them. Tell them that Don McDonald said they're awful people for selling this to you. And if they want to argue with me, have them call 855-935-TALK and justify, justify on the air, on this podcast, their horrific behavior. If they think it's justifiable, then they should have the guts to call and tell me why selling someone a variable annuity inside an IRA is actually good for the client. Oh, 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 oh. I know it's good for you, the sales idiot. Is it good for the client? There. That's a good way to wrap up an episode. If you need some help, and it's quick, easy help, call us, 855-935-TALK. We'll answer your questions on the podcast, period. That's where we answer them. I, I cannot be sitting down and writing emails to everybody who uh, who sends me a note. I just can't do it. I don't have the time. Uh, it's but but if you need to talk with someone about an investment issue, we have advisors who I promise will not try to sell you anything available to you for an, an appointment online. You just go to talkingrealmoney.com and set up an appointment with one of our advisors. We will not manage your money for free. That would just be stupid, wouldn't it? We charge people to do that. But if you have a question like this gentleman had, go to talkingrealmoney.com and click on the meet with an advisor button and one of our advisors will actually get you set up and on the right track for free it's really free if you get any kind of pressure from our advisors which you won't but this might make you feel better call you can call me live on Saturdays between noon and 2 eastern time at 855-935-TALK and say Don you lied to me but don't worry, I'm not lying. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com. There's a lot of great stuff there. And um, get the help you need from a real fiduciary, not an idiot. Take care. <laughs> I'm Don McDonald. Talking Real Money. 
We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.